Morning, good morning, good morning. How's everybody doing today? I hope you guys are doing well. Uh, it looks like Kanye West, or the artist formerly known as Kanye West, who is now called Ye, has been banned from Twitter again. And this time he was actually banned by probably the most forgiving conservative on the planet, a guy named Elon Musk, who calls himself a free speech absolutist. Uh, we're going to talk about why uh, Ye was banned uh, from Twitter again. Also, I'm going to go ahead and kind of give some insights that I was able to pick up from uh, speaking to Kanye for many, many hours. We talked for several hours, maybe about three or four, and uh, I have a little assessment. So I'm going to share that two cents. And uh, so get comfortable, buck up your seatbelt. We're going to get started on drboystv.com in three, two, one, and go. Here we are, clan the isms, cataclysm, great. Our people out here struggling, trying to make it in this state. Everybody out here doing it, but we the ones who late. Now, family, we the ones who gotta delegate. Get that money in the power, never be fake. Stick to co-sign for three. What did he say? Uh, create jobs, support our own. Educate the same and buy back your home. Got three degrees, triple ten. Three PhDs, now we on the CNN. DBTV, let's talk about negligence. Ignorance is bliss, but we can turn into intelligence. Please, none of what you hear, half of what you see. Let's break it down beyond Dr. Boyce TV. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to drboystv.com, the home for intelligent black people. My name is Dr. Boyce Watkins, and I want to say hello to everybody. Shout out the city that you're from as you come in. Uh, hey, Keith from Chicago and Joseph, good to see you. Uh, Cynthia is from Flint Town. Good to see you. And what's up on Instagram? My Instagram is the real voice Watkins. Uh, hit the thumbs up button as you come in. Thumbs up, thumbs up. Make sure you subscribe to the channel. Also hit the notification bell because that's really important in terms of us staying in touch with each other. And watch out for all the fake voice Watkins accounts that are out here. Apparently there are lots of impersonators that will hit you up in your inbox and try to sell you crypto and stuff. And that's not me. I'm not going to hit you up in your inbox. So I have to make sure I warn everybody to make sure that you're careful. So uh, anyway, give me a yes or no. Uh, yes or no in the chat. How many of you uh, saw the latest in terms of the updates on Kanye West or the artist known as Ye or, you know, him and Puffy? They keep changing their names, so I, I don't try to keep up with all that shit, to be honest with you. Uh, how many of you heard about uh, what happened with Kanye last night? Like, literally last night. Like, this is, like, literally the type of stuff where you go to bed and then you wake up the next morning and he's in the headlines again. I've never, I've rarely seen a person that is better at staying in the headlines than Ye. Um, I don't know if I think he's testing that theory. There's a theory that says all publicity is good publicity. I'm not 100% sure how this can be turned into good publicity. He was actually banned from Twitter last night for uh, putting a swastika on his Twitter account. Um, and uh, that's interesting because uh, that actually relates to a conversation I had with Ye that I'm, I'm actually going to sort of bring that in a little bit. But I'm gonna, I want to do it in a respectful way in the sense that I don't have an interest in sharing every single thing that we talked about. Uh, some things have to be kept private. And then also the other piece of it is uh, what's fascinating is that when I did talk to Ye on the phone and we didn't talk for a couple of minutes, we didn't talk for, you know, five minutes, 10 minutes. We talked for hours and hours and hours. We talked for two, two and a half hours. First time we talked. Then the second time we talked for about an hour, hour and a half. And I had to go. I had to go because I was at the All Black National Convention. And I said, I said, hey, man, I got to go. I got to go give a speech. And um, and then we talked again later that day. And I was going to go to his house. I was going to go not his house. I was going to go see him. He was staying out of Beverly Hills and he sent me the address and all that. And I was going to go out there and sit with him. 
but uh, I just really <clears throat> didn't, it didn't sit right with my spirit. And also my mother is having some health issues. And, and, uh, and I had to just say, look, man, being with my mom was a little bit more important than talking to anybody really right now, especially celebrities. You know, I, I'm not a big, I, I, I don't, celebrities have to earn my trust, you know? So like um, Ice Cube did earn my respect. I like Ice Cube a lot. Uh, some of the celebrities they call they're, they're not even worth talking to. Kanye is a mixed bag. Uh, he is a mixed bag. And let me just uh, kind of give some insights into that. So when we were talking, Ye actually asked me to record the conversation. He literally asked me to record it and put it on my podcast, every part of it. And I just, I'm not going to do that. I, I did record, but I'm not do, I'm not sharing it publicly because some of the stuff that was said in that conversation was the type of stuff that um, I don't feel helps his cause. You know, some of the things that he said, uh, it made me wonder, you know, if there's a, enough discernment there. Like, are you really thinking about what's going to happen, you know, if people are able to hear these things? Like, you can't, you shouldn't. These are not things, some things got to be kept to yourself. You know, you got your inside voice and your outside voice. And uh, and I'm, I just, it's a little bit of tip, a little bit of game for anybody listening. If you ever have stuff that you don't want anybody to see or hear, don't record it, don't write it down, <clears throat> don't text it. Uh, keep it to yourself or or say it in person. You know, don't go recording things that are going to be bad for you. And so um, so that right there kind of gave me a little bit of pause in terms of the discernment. And um, and and so when I, when I saw the thing that happened with the swastika and I watched about I watched about seven minutes of, of Ye's um, interview with Alex Jones. He did an interview with Alex Jones and some guy named Nick Fuentes, who I've never heard of. And uh, I guess he's a, he's a 24 year old kid that's known for having some controversial views. Um, and, uh, I, you know, I, I, I only I watched like seven to eight minutes of it. And I kind of got this feeling that it wasn't that there wasn't enough substance there. there. There wasn't enough there to really make me interested in it. Um, I don't watch a lot of the the BS that I see on the Internet, to be honest with you. Even people that do videos about me, I've, I've seen people I've seen people I've literally scrolled past videos that people have done about me that had a quarter million views and I didn't even click on it. I didn't click on it because I get it. I understand, you know, we live in an attention economy. Uh, the attention economy says that you get online and you say any crazy, ridiculous thing that you, you want to say. Half, half these internet personalities are bipolar. They have mental health issues and they, the internet is their only place where they can go somewhere where someone will actually listen to them because they can't keep a job, some of them. And, uh, and they just go out and act a damn fool and we like craziness. Like we just do. We we're attracted to crazy. Crazy is interesting on the internet. The 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 wilder somebody is, the more they twerking on TikTok, the more immature somebody is, the more we get, you know, caught up in like in in following that person because it's not interesting to follow a boring person, right? Especially, you know, when half, when half of everybody's got ADHD, you know. So, including myself, I got ADHD, but uh, I use the internet for really um uh, three key things. Um, I let's see. I use the internet to teach because I'm a professor, and I love I love the fact that technology lets me teach thirty thousand or three hundred thousand people at a time, as opposed to just thirty or forty people in the classroom. Um, I use the internet to watch highlights of college football and NFL football because it helps because I can't watch a four hour football game. I don't have that much time. And then third, um, I'm training to become an airplane pilot, and I watch tons of videos on how to fly an airplane so that I don't you know like crash the plane and upset my wife. So that's it. That's it. I think the internet is a wonderful place to learn. The internet is the best university you will ever have in your life. Take it from a guy who has taught on many college campuses. There's no campus I've ever taught on that has the amount of knowledge that you can find online. And what you choose to look for on the internet 
says a lot about how you view the world. It says a lot about where you're going in the world. It says a lot about you know what you what matters to you, what you value. You know, I I I I tell you that guys, that this platform is for intelligent black people because I don't really want a whole bunch of ignorant people watching my channel. I just don't because I don't want to be. I don't want to hang out with a bunch of forty five year old teenagers. You know, I want to talk to the black men that want to be grown ass men. I want to talk to the black women who can appreciate a grown ass man or who want to be grown ass women. I want to talk to black people who love each other. I want to talk to black people who want to be intelligent. I want to talk to black people who want to unify. I want to talk to black people who want to build well. I want to talk to black people who want to raise their damn kids. I want to talk to black people who ain't scared to challenge the, the status quo. That's what I like. So let's get back to Kanye, aka Ye, and why you know why I was I was happy to take his phone call because I, I had hope, you know, I had some hope there. I'm not going to say the hope is all gone. I'm just going to say, you know, sometimes you get, you get real close to stuff and you start seeing things that, uh, that cause you to step back just a little bit. And, uh, before I do that, uh, if you could do me a favor, hit the thumbs up button, thumbs up, thumbs up, uh, share, subscribe if you haven't done it yet. And I, I keep forgetting to mention, I should mention, I have a new book out. If you want to go check it out, it's on Amazon. It's called the 10 commandments of black economic power. And the 10 commandments of black economic power is a book that I've spent two years writing basically to create a simple 10 step process that you can apply to your family that will create massive amounts of generational wealth. This is what I know. My PhD is in finance. I would love to show you and explain to you and do th help you do things that are going to set your family on a higher trajectory for the next 200 years. So feel free to go to Amazon and find the book. It's not a hard read. Uh, and I designed it that way. So feel free to go take a look. All right. So let's get back here. Um, let's. All right. So so first of all, let, let's talk about, you know, why why did why was I happy to talk to Ye? Well, I was, I was happy to talk to him because the brother ain't totally stupid. In fact, he's not stupid at all. Let's not even get in, get into that. I don't think he's a stupid man. Uh, his wife, or sorry, his wife, his mother, not his wife. That's Kim Kardashian. His mother and his wife are two different types of people. Uh, I wish he'd married a woman that was more like his mother. Uh, his mother, Donda, uh, was a college professor like my wife. She taught in Chicago like my wife. So my wife loves Donda. She always says, you know, I, I think I could be friends with her uh, because there are two black women, two intelligent black women from Chicago who both have doctorates. And, uh, and, and so, um, so with, with, with Ye, I think that there's a reason why he and Dave Chappelle are different. He and Dave Chappelle are black men about the same age in the same, uh, you know, decade, I guess maybe Dave Chappelle's a little bit older. And both of these men are okay with challenging the status quo. Both of these men represent something that I think is excellent for black men, which is, uh, to not run around and, you know, sort of follow behind the Democratic Party I don't, or, or the Republican Party. I don't think black men, strong men, are meant to be uh, followers. I think that strong men are meant to be leaders, especially when you're in a community that is losing. You know, when you're in a community that is losing, you don't want to be a follower. You don't want to follow the losers. You got to become a winner, either follow winners or become a winner, one or the other. So we don't have any winners to follow, so we have to become winners. Our politicians are not winners. The Congressional Black Caucus is not winners. The NAACP is not winners. They, we, we do not have black leaders. We do not have anybody out here on a big stage that is unapologetically representing the black community. Give me a yes or no if you understand what I'm saying. Give me a yes or no if you agree with that assessment that there is nobody on a major stage. I'm talking about major political leader, Hakeem Jeffries, Maxine Waters even. God bless her. Don't dislike Maxine. I like her, actually. But, but, but do you see anybody out here? That is really unapologetically Al Sharpton, anybody unapologetically representing black people in a way that challenges institutionals, institutional leadership that's coming from whites. 
Is there anybody out there that's doing that? Give me a yes if you agree with me on this assessment. I don't think there's anybody out there. There's nobody out there. So, so here's the deal. Look, black men and women too, strong quality women. I think this term strong black woman is a good term. I don't think it's a bad stereotype or anything. It's okay to be strong. Just as long as you learn how to be vulnerable in the appropriate times and you learn how to work together with others in the right time and you care about others and family and the community more than you care about yourself, right? So uh, now somebody mentioned Farrakhan. I don't consider Farrakhan to be a mainstream leader, but I love me some Farrakhan. That's my guy. Stand by him 100% no matter what. Dr. Umar Johnson, somebody put it, Umar. Umar is not mainstream. So let no disrespect to Umar, uh, but he's not mainstream. So I'm talking about mainstream black people that you will see on TV, that you will see on television, on CBS this morning, or NBC today, or at the or at the on Capitol Hill, there is no black person that I can think of that is unapologetically representing the black community, and that's okay. You do have people though on the side, uh, Riza Islam. God bless him, love Riza. That's one of my best buddies, right? So, so, so here's the deal. Look, um, when Kanye and I were talking, what we talked about was, you know, I said, look, I, I, I said I got to be honest with you. Um, I don't know how to do anything other than to just tell the truth. I said, um, I said, uh. I don't understand those weird, weird old fashion shows in Paris. I don't, I never want to hang out with anyone who ever is associated with Balenciaga or Gucci or whatever. Um, I know Bernard Arnault who runs, who owns, um, I think not, is, he, is it Prada or Louis Vuitton and all that? I know he's worth a hundred billion dollars. He made a lot of that money from black people. These are not my people. I don't want to hang out with people like that. I said, when I saw your Adidas deal and the way you lost your money from Adidas, um, I think that Adidas, let you go because they had to. I don't think Adidas wanted to let you go because Adidas stock price dropped by 50% when they cut Kanye West. Uh, there's a reason why Kanye was making 23 times more money than the CEO of Adidas. It's because he sold $1.7 billion worth of shoes. I said, um, you know, I said, but I don't do business with certain people because I don't, because they give you things just so they can take them away. I didn't, I don't want to be <clears throat> in that world. I said, also, to be honest with you, I would never buy a pair of Yeezys because I don't believe in paying $400 for a pair of sneakers, um, especially the Yeezys. Some of them look a little weird. I'm gonna be honest with you. I didn't say that part to him, but I did say, no, I, I don't, that's not my world. I said, I don't care much about Jewish people. I, I love black people. I don't hate Jewish people. I, I don't have an interest in sitting around thinking about how much I hate somebody. That hate is a horrible, toxic energy. You do not wanna carry hate around in your heart. It will kill you. You think that you're killing yourself, you're, help, you're hurting the other person by killing yourself. No, you're just killing yourself and they ain't gonna give a shit. So uh, I don't really think much about Jewish people. I think that you should spend more time uh, talking about the things you love than talking about the things that you hate. Um, when we were on a conference call, it was me, him and Noriega from Drink Champs. Uh, and uh, and then Diddy and Russell Simmons were he was texting Diddy and Russell Simmons. And it was me, Ye and Noriega. And we we're on a on a phone call. It was the day after the rapper offset, not offset, I'm sorry, takeoff, not uh, offset still alive, takeoff from the Migos got killed. I don't like the Migos uh, in that way. And I'm gonna be honest with you. Uh, I, I didn't like that. They had a Sprite commercial where they were all riding big wheels. Uh, they don't understand the history that there is an agenda to keep the black man as a little boy or a little girl or as a beta. And what one of the ways that they 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 pursue that agenda is by presenting you as a child. So grown ass men should not be doing commercials on tricycles and big wheels. That's what they were riding in the Sprite commercial. They were the tricycles or big wheels. I don't like that type of stuff. I don't like the promotion of ignorance in our community. That's why your rappers are getting shot every single week. That's why the community's making no progress. That's why your wealth is going backward. That's why your families are falling apart because you're putting the ignorant shit to the front 
and you're putting the intelligent shit to the back. Well, if you do that, then guess what? You're going to have a bunch of ignorance leading your whole community. And then when you end up in a ditch or you sit around and you say, oh, it's because we're black or oh, the white man did it. Yeah, the white man did do it, but he did it in ways that you can't even figure out because you're up here playing checkers while he's playing chess on your black ass. He's playing chess on you. He set, he set up the whole game to make you literally create your own demise and you haven't taken the time to break it down and analyze it and understand it. So here, so here's the deal. So right after takeoff gets killed, terrible time, very sad. You, no one wants to see anybody die. Ye hits me up. He texts me. He said, we should do a uh, peace summit, right? And I'm like, peace summit. I don't know what that means, but I got a couple minutes. I, I, I called him. I said, what do you mean? So uh, Noriega's on the phone. We're talking about doing a peace summit for uh, to, to, to uh, show respect to what happened with to, with, uh, to takeoff by challenging some of the things that are going on in hip hop. I said, okay, that's a great idea. I said, look, um, you know, you got an industry that has created a death culture, an industry not owned by black people. It's owned by people, the same people that own companies like BET. And they create a death culture where they're teaching your sons to kill each other. I said, maybe this is the time to take that on. Maybe this is the time to stand up, get your black men, get, get all these brothers out here. You still have clout, you st people still respect you. Get all these people together. Put them on stage and say, We're, this is it. We are laying down the gauntlet. We are going to stand up to this industry that's been doing these terrible things to black people. Uh, also, let's throw in some black wealth. Let's talk about building our community. Let's take those, have those Yeezys made by black people. Let's go ahead and, and drill in and really do this thing, right? And, uh, and, and, you know, and, and I threw in something. I said, maybe since you and I both love Dr. Claude Anderson, maybe we can build some poweronomics centers around the country. I mean, you spent two or $3 million on your daughter's birthday party. Maybe you can write a check for five or 10 million to, and I'll write the biggest check I can. I can't write a $5 million check, but I've written checks, right? Ice Cube and I, we wrote checks together to give away poweronomics books. I said, I'll, I'll do this. Whatever I can do, I'll do it. You know, I've got, you know, we can get black people on board, right? Great idea. Noriega's vibing with it. Noriega's feeling bad because Noriega said, I've never been called a coon in my life. I, I, I didn't like that. And, and so he's looking for that chance to redeem himself. And I was like, that's great. I think this is a great opportunity. Black men stand up. That's, this is the time. And then um, something happened. Suddenly, Jewish people become part of the conversation again. Suddenly, it's Judas, Judat. You know, we don't want to have any Jews involved with what we're doing, and you know, we, we should do it in we, we should do it at Morehouse. They have a stadium. Good, good idea, Kanye. Yeah, look, that's a great idea. Let's do it there. No, no, no. But they that they have they might have Jews associated with the school, which they probably do, right? Okay, all right. So, so what what do you think now? Judas, Judat. And then the conversation falls apart when I think Ye mentions wanting to wear a shirt with a swastika on it. Wanting to wear a shirt with a swastika on it. And I'm like, what did you say? I'm not, I'm not standing next to anybody wearing a shirt with a swastika. I mean, I get it. I understand. You know, I understood, I understood a little bit of his statement about Adolf, you know, Adolf the, you know, the, the guy that did that horrible thing back in Nazi Germany. We we know about that story. But I said, and I, I mean, I understood what he was saying because actually a lot of the story has been kind of, you know, tainted a little bit. Um, Jesse Owens in his book, he wrote actually that he confronted a New York Times journalist years ago. And he said, why do you keep telling that story that Adolf Hitler disrespected me and mistreated me 
when I went and won in the Olympics. He said, he said, he did not disrespect me. He did not mistreat me. He shook my hand. He sent me a congratulations note, a signed picture congratulating me on my victory. He said, why don't you report the truth? Why are you reporting this falsehood about, you know, what happened with me and this guy? And you know what the reporter told him? It's in his book, by the way. You can go read this. He told the reporter told him, he said, the New York Times is owned by certain people. And if I tell the truth, then they're going to fire me. Did y'all hear what I just said? Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? So so I understood. So when when so Ye made a statement about, you know, about Hitler, and he said, he said, you know, just because a person does some bad things, that doesn't mean they can't do some good. I don't think that's a terrible statement, to be honest with you. That's like, again, I compare it to saying, well, Joe Biden did incarcerate more black men than any president in American history. You know, but but he did, you know, he did go and um uh, he did go to a Black Lives Matter rally, right? Like he, you know, he did, he has done a couple of good things, right? But he did a lot of bad things. I mean, you, same thing can be said about our founding fathers. And believe it or not, give me a yes or no if you, if you all can hear me. Uh, I want to make sure you guys can hear me okay. All right, because uh, somebody says I'm muted, and then somebody says they hear me loud and clear. I just want to make sure I'm coming through. Give me a yes in the chat if you can hear me okay. So, so I get it. I understand. There's nuance to all of this. We know what propaganda looks like. We know who owns the record labels that are pumping poison into our children's brains. We know who who's you know created cancel culture. We know all this. But I said, you know, man, I said, um, maybe, maybe we can we gotta get off of their nuts. Like maybe, maybe it's time to stop talking about what they're doing and start talking about what we're doing. You know, we're men, like we're men, we should be focused on what we're doing. If you were in a football game. And you got the best offense on the planet. Why are you always worried about the fact that the other team is going to play defense? That's what the defense does. That's what they do. They're going to try to stop you from getting in the end zone. But but you'll never ever get in the end zone if you're all, if you're running the ball and you're like, wait, let me stop and look and see where the defensive back is at. Oh, he's twenty yards away. Oh, he might come get me. Why are you chasing me? Why are you hating on me, man? Why are you hating on me? You're gonna get tackled. No, what you do is you look at the end zone and you focus and you run. You run, run, run. You go hard and you push. You don't sit and worry about what other people are doing. And I just think that, you know, and so so Kanye and I spent a lot of time talking about the B1 philosophy, and I was explaining that to him. And uh, the other, other time we'd, we'd engaged each other was <clears throat> about a year earlier where he called me and asked me about Dr. Claude Anderson. And uh, and I think that the fact that the Powernomics philosophy is in the minds of some of the most well-known black entertainers on earth is a hell of a hell of a plus for the black community. It's a hell of a touchdown. I remember, you know, and, and I and I know even Charlemagne has done some things that have that have been kind of controversial, right? He's back and forth a little bit. Um, but he's got a lot of balls to juggle. But at the same time, um, <laughs> or a lot of nuts to juggle. <laughs> that was a that was a funny little bit. Yeah, let me stop. Um, but you know, but at the same time, I can give Charlemagne credit because I remember him. Uh, working with him to get Farrakhan onto the Breakfast Club. And you can't tell me that he did not get pushback from people who did not want Farrakhan on the Breakfast Club. So so, so everybody ain't all bad. Everybody ain't all good. You know, and I think that we sometimes put everything in one category or the other. And I don't think that that's the right way to think about things. You know, so with, with Ye, I think there's so much potential there. There's so much potential there. Um, the amount of money that Adidas was paying him 
was the kind of money that he could transform the entire black community in one year, one year, a quarter of a billion dollars a year is a lot of money. And part of the reason I was happy to take that phone call when he reached out was because I said, I wonder if I could get him to divert just a little bit, just divert a fraction of the money that you spent on the fake booty Kardashians, just divert a, a, a percentage of the money that you spent on you know, those Balenciaga Paris fashion shows, just a fraction of the money that you might have spent on a, your kid's birthday party and divert that to the community. You know, transparency. I don't want a nickel. I, I, I did. I remember saying, I don't really want your money. I don't need your money. I know how to make money. I know how to invest. I'm already wealthy. I'm not as rich as you, but I'm, I'm, I'm financially secure. I don't want a penny of your money, but I do want millions of your dollars for the black community. And I believe that as a black man, it's important to put your money where your mouth is. You know, like, like I can, you know, we can talk all day. And again, this is not me dissing him at all because I, 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 you know, he's likable in a certain context, uh, but he's unlikable in certain other contexts. Hip hop creates these emotional monsters. That's what I'm going to call. That's the term I can use. Hip hop creates a lot of emotional monsters. And what do I mean by that? Well, in hip hop, white people create this industry where they pay black men to stand on stage and hold your balls and call yourself the N word in front of a crowd full of white people. And then you make millions of dollars doing that. And then suddenly you start thinking you're some kind of a God. You start thinking that you are better than the rest of the community. You start thinking that you are literally the greatest human being in the history of the world. And uh, and, 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 and I, I and I just see through all of that. In my mind, it's like the Wizard of Oz. You pull the curtain back, you got an insecure, weak, little, ignorant person who literally uh, has had his whole self-identity created by white people, by, by, by people who don't even give a damn about his community. Now, I'm not saying Ye fits his category at all. I'm not talking about him in particular. I'm just saying that overall, the industry has done terrible things to you as black people. Terrible things. Some of your greatest heroes have turned into either non-entities in your community or or they've actually consorted and worked with those who do not have your best interests at heart. And, and also, they've been distracted. They get distracted by all this other stuff. This, you're, you know, European, you know, going to the Jake the Jeweler and spending a half a million dollars on some damn jewelry. Jake the Jeweler don't like your black ass. You know, you went out and bought you some Gucci and Prada for, for $80,000. But then you can't show me one example where you went back to your hood. You got your hood in every damn video. And you can't show me one example where you went to your hood and wrote a check for a couple million to really make sure that the hood was good, to really make sure that the hood had an investment base that could actually create jobs and possibilities and opportunities and build schools. So so I'm going to say this, and I, and I actually have a meeting, so I can't really say everything about the uh, Kanye conversations. I'm going to have to just do a part two on this video because I have a meeting and I got to honor that. But I will just say this, that, that that conversation with me and Kanye and Noriega was one that if there had been some follow through and execution, it would have changed the world. It would have changed the world. But it fell apart because of because somebody wants to wear a swastika to the goddamn rally why the hell are we even talking about jewish people we need to be talking black that's the part that bothered me but it's also the part that let me know that gave me a lot of sympathy um 
Kanye needs therapy. He does. He needs therapy. And the, the biggest curse that the world gave to him was they made him um, so self-confident. Some would say arrogant, but I'll just say self-confident to the point where he doesn't really listen to the people, the many, many people that have come to him and tried to help him understand why therapy can be beneficial to him. My wife is a therapist. And as he's asking me, as we're on the phone and he's asking me, he's asking me to record these conversations. So I'm recording. I have to put it on speaker to record them. Um, and I'm not releasing them because I don't want to embarrass this brother. But she's she's listening. She hears some of this. She's doing an assessment as a therapist who's seen thousands of, of, of patients. And she um, had a whole breakdown in terms of exactly what he needs in order to be his best self. And so if I had a hope for Kanye, I hope he gets therapy. You know, um, I, I really do, uh, because some of the stuff isn't making any sense. And it's a big loss for the community. And I know his name is Ye, and sometimes I'm, I'm accidentally call him Kanye. But if you're looking for a black man who's going on the apology tour, you won't find one here. So I'm not apologizing for anything. Um, I don't I don't follow just because you tell me that you want me to change names and all that. I'm not doing all that. I, I think that that's silly to me. Honestly, it's all entertainment. It's all immature. It's all ridiculous to me. Uh, I'm not going to one day get on here and be like, uh, my name ain't Boyce no more. My name is Bo. And if you don't call me Bo, if you call me Boyce anymore, then I'm going to cuss you out and whoop your ass. You know, you need to call me Bo. Don't be disrespecting my new name. No, if you accidentally call me Boyce, I just might politely correct you. But I'm not going to, like, start cussing you out because you call me by a different name or take it as some sort of massive sign of disrespect. Maybe it comes from the fact that you, I've had you call me Boyce for the last 20 years, and I, I can't suddenly just walk in and decide to change my name unless I'm in entertainment where ridiculous things happen every single day. And we think it's normal because white people give these guys lots of money to act a damn fool and to do anything necessary to get attention. So um, I'm going to do a part two on this video because I actually have to run. I got a meeting. But uh, but the bottom line is this. I, I think that therapy would be extremely beneficial to Ye. I'm really saddened that there's such a massive loss of opportunity. I think Adidas wanted to give him a few billion dollars. Adidas wants to give him billions of dollars. And my 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 fundamental opinion was like, look, if you don't want the money, like give it to the black community, man. Like to give it to create a board of intelligent black people, starting with Dr. Claude Anderson, and let them have the all the, the hundreds of millions of dollars from Adidas and let them take that money and build poweronomics education centers for black children all across this country. Let us go build a school system. Let's go build, you know, some businesses out here. Let's make some 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 uh some some working capital loans available to the, all these black business owners who respect you and 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 want something, you know, from you. Don't think it can't just be all about you, man. It can't just be all about you and what you want. This is bigger than all of us. You know, and that was that was the plea. I'm going to be honest with you. That was my plea. And it, it, I'm going to tell you the truth. It didn't work. It didn't work. Um, and so what my my little and so let's let's push him to the side. And I'm just going to give you a little bit of advice here. Uncle Boyce, I hope it's OK if I share some Uncle Boyce advice with you guys. Never get to the point where you are so determined to see the world through your own eyes that you don't take the time to get good advice from other people. You'll never get to the point where you are so adamant about your own worldview, your own perspective, your own way of doing things that you can't humble yourself to listen to others that might have a point of view that could help you actually achieve your goal. 
Um, I think Kanye can still be Kanye. He can still be iconic. He can still be extraordinary and still be as cocky as he wants to be. But you do it better with the community at your back than you do, you know, wearing White Lives Matter shirts and all that. But but that goes back to the fundamental point. It's not it's a, this is a logical statement I'm making. I don't think he's in a logical space. I think that he needs the therapy, maybe meds. I don't know. I don't trust meds, to be honest with you. I think that there are other ways to get around the meds. Uh, but uh, but he needs some help. You know, and my wife is a therapist and that is what her assessment was as well. And, uh, and so anyway, that's my two cents, guys. Um, I'm not going to share those private recordings because I, I think that that I just don't want to do it because he said some stuff that was just a little bit off the rails. And I did. I don't want anybody to hear that. Um, but I, I'll do a part two and kind of break this down because I think this is worth discussing because this is bigger than just one person. This is more about how we carry ourselves through the world and how we can work best to build our community. OK, so I'm going to come back a little bit later, I promise. And we'll talk more about it. I'm in uh, Atlanta right now. I'm going to be speaking at the uh, uh, Sales Accelerator. Uh, Coach Kimberly Fowler is hosting it. So if you'd like to come out and hang out, feel free. Uh, also, just a reminder, uh, that new book is called The Ten Commandments of Black, of Black Economic Power. It's available on Amazon. And uh, so feel free to go to Amazon and take a look. And also, if you want to educate your kids on economics, uh, we have financial flashcards for black children that we designed in the Black Business School that are really, really good for getting your kids way ahead of the curve. So if you have an interest or you want, you're looking for a great gift for Christmas, uh, feel free to go to financialflashcards.com. So um, hit the thumbs up button, thumbs up, thumbs up, thumbs up, share, subscribe on your way out. And uh, I'll check back in a little bit later and we'll finish this conversation. I had a lot of notes. I just didn't get a chance to get to everything. So uh, take care, guys, and I'll talk to you soon. Have a good one. Peace. Here we are, clan, the isms, cataclysm, great. Our people out here struggling, trying to make it in this state. Everybody out here doing it, but we the ones who late. Now, family, we the ones who got to delegate. Get that money in the power, never be fake. Stick to co-sign for three. What did he say? Uh, create jobs, support our own. Educate the same and buy back your home. Got three degrees, triple ten. Three PhDs, now we on the CNN. DBTV, let's talk about negligence. Ignorance is bliss, but we can turn into intelligence. Please, none of what you hear, half of what you see. Let's break it down, Dr. Voice TV. Here we are.